you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going A's fans and welcome to episode 152 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I landed Ulysses Sambrano of Locked On Rays, so uh, mostly it's going to be an interview with him, talking about the Rays and their chances in the World Series against the vaunted Dodgers. Like, are the Rays going to be at a, at a fair playing field, playing on a new field for them? The Dodgers have been there for a couple of series now. The Rays have not seen Globe Life field. Uh, maybe they have as of the time that you're hearing this, but they have not played on this field yet. So uh, that is that going to come into play? Is the stable of arms that uh, Kevin Cash has to work with, are they going to be used even more than they have been in the past because we have off days? I ask Ulysses Zambrano all these questions and more. So uh, stay tuned for the interview coming up here in just one second. But before I, uh, I, I just leave off with that, I'm going to talk about a couple things. Like first, Today's episode is brought to you guys by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Secondly, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, I may do a mailbag episode for next Monday, so if you want to, uh, but I'd record it like on Thursday. So if you have questions, uh, send those in because I'm going to be out of town this weekend and I'd like to get that in the bank and not have to record Sunday night. So uh, send me in your questions. I'll record and it'll be great and uh, do all that stuff. So LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. That is where you send your questions. Um, not much happened in A's world today. Uh, Susan Slusser reported that a bunch of, well, not a bunch of, a few uh, A's longtime scouts have been released, and one of them moved over to the Boston Red Sox, so they, they made their own decision. Uh, so that is not great news, obviously, if you're hoping that the A's are spending money like I thought that they might be on yesterday's episode. I still stand by my reasoning, so I listened to yesterday's episode about why the A's could be spending money. Um, but there's also reports that Billy Owens could potentially be in the running, well, he is in the running for the uh, Los Angeles Angels GM job. He's been with the A's for a bunch of years running their player development system, and uh, he's been recently the A's uh, assistant GM, so uh, that would be a big loss, I think. He's been a, a big part of the A's franchise, and if he goes to a division rival, not necessarily great news, because um, he knows how the A's work. You know that how I talked about uh, Billy Epler coming to Oakland to tell us all their secrets? You might get our Billy, and not the good... <laughs> they almost got me there. Uh, not the Billy Bean, not the Billy everybody knows, but the Billy Owens, and he also has secrets of the A's. So, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be great. Also, quick side note, why is everybody named Billy in this sentence? Oh my god, that's uh, you got Billy Owens, Billy Upler, Billy uh, Bean. That's the other one. Uh, yeah. Why can't they have like a Ken or like a Sandra or something? Why is everybody named Billy? I feel like I'm going to have to have a stern talking to with my parents for naming me Jason and putting me in a disadvantage, those jerks. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's most of the A's news from today. So uh, usually I'd keep talking and all that stuff. But uh, I want to get you guys over to this interview because it's like 20 minutes long. So instead, I'm going to do ads real quick. So, uh... B buckle in, because we're talking about Rock Auto some more. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. Uh, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? I ask myself that all the time. Why would somebody do that when they could just go to rockauto.com? That's it. It's as easy as that, you guys. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write code locked on. That is two words, locked on, in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Now that we're done with the ads, I'm going to send you guys to the interview. But first, if you're enjoying the show or, you know, you do after you listen to the interview, then make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like podcasts and uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and also fill up that mailbag at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, that, that's all for this. So uh, you'll hear me do a quick outro after the interview and then, uh, then you guys can go off on your merry way. So here we go. Here's my talk with Ulysses Zambrano of Locked On Rays. How are you feeling matching up with the Dodgers? Do you think that they might have some sort of an advantage having played in Texas already for two weeks already, in this stadium for two weeks already? And, uh, I, you know, how, how do yeah. you think that the, the Rays defense, obviously they're solid, but do you think that they can just overcome that and just play a new field and no big deal? I think that's actually the biggest worry, and it, it has been the biggest worry since the scheduling came out, right? Like, um, this has been the, the grievance for American League teams. Uh, as you probably also saw, you were like, okay, well, it seems like the National League here is going to get at least 10 days uh, of seeing what, what's up with that. Um, with that stadium and the Dodgers have gotten exactly that. If they had had a longer series with, with the Padres, then they could have had a, a couple more games, mm-hmm. but they swept with the Padres. So I guess that they bypassed that, but it's still, it's, it's 10 games there in a ballpark that the race have never seen. So that's definitely a, an issue. And one of the biggest things that helps the race being in this position is the defense. So, the, the quirkiness of a field, we saw that with the Yankees. I mean, Judge, he's a pretty big human. Austin Meadows had a pretty clutch home run. But because of this padding on Petco Field that I think probably heard Judge probably until this day in his neck, um, he couldn't make the catch. But those are the little things that you hope that uh, are not going to be an obstacle for the race defense. Well, especially with the way that like Mookie Betts and I think Bellinger have both taken home run balls back. They know yeah. how to play in this outfield right now. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, you know, uh, Kiermaier goes back in the ball, is he going to get it on first try? He's obviously right. solid defensively, but they've had a couple of weeks to play on this field in a row. It's not like, oh, yeah, we, we've played here because uh, <laughs> because we're just accustomed to playing here and all that stuff. It's just, no, this is just where we've been the last two weeks. Right. and. You know, the uh, the Rays have had to come over from San Diego. They, they've had a travel day, which is really weird in today's yeah. uh, in the playoffs. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting stuff. So uh, I don't think that that's it can only hurt the Rays if, you know, if it comes to fruition. I don't think it's going to help them whatsoever. So, no, no. I mean, what you hope is the two days off, including that travel day you speak of is 
you know, get, get some arms rested because the stable, as we lovingly call the, the, the race pitchers, uh, they, they've, the, especially the bullpen has been really taxed uh, during this postseason with no off day. So it's been go, go, go. In fact, uh, Nick Anderson, for example, who has shown some red flags in this last um, ALCS because he's not striking out people in, in, in this series. And that's his biggest thing is he's just a strikeout machine. He's getting a lot of contact and it's hard hit uh, balls that he's getting. So that's a little bit worrisome. So maybe the couple days can get uh, some, some guys some rest and, and that'll be a good thing. Yeah, the, the Astros got to him a little bit. At the bullpen overall, just a little bit. So yeah. what is your confidence level in the stable as of right now? Uh, is it just get them a couple of days off, see how it goes? Or, or are you still thinking you go with, you know, uh, the, the starter goes five, six innings, depending on however many uh, two times through the order is. And right. then you just bring in your stable of guys. Is that still going to be the plan, you think? Or are you a little bit more worried about how things are going? You know, I think... Kevin Cash is going to keep doing what he's been doing for the last three months, which is uh, two times through the order. If they look good, like without anybody on base, you keep trotting them out there. In the sixth inning, if they look um, healthy and, and, and not tired and haven't had any uh, lever- high leverage innings, then they'll, they'll, they'll keep the, the guy on the mound. But at the, si- the first sign of trouble, he will go to that bullpen. And, and sometimes, most of the time, it has worked for the race with the bullpen because of the high velocity that they have, the different arm angles. It's really, I think it was Alex fast or um, somebody in the baseball savant world that came up with this very cool graphic mm-hmm. on game one uh, of the ALCS, this uh, different arm angles like doc Ock, every, every single arm angle that the race threw at the, at the Houston Astros. And it was really, really cool. And imagine being a hitter and you have to now see the ball out of four different guys with four different stuff. It's very difficult. Yeah, so that it, it was, was like really cool. The arms of a clock kind of where yeah. they had like four on left and four on right. And it was <laughs> crazy to look at. I wasn't actually going to ask you this, but given what you just said about how they use the bullpen and all that stuff and, uh, if the starter is looking good, they'll leave him in. What did you think about the Charlie Morton move in uh, game seven? Personally, I, th- I thought that it was the right move just because it looked like he was struggling with his command a little bit more. And this is just what they do. That right. first sign of trouble, especially in a game seven, you take him out. You bring in your best reliever and uh, put him in a big spot. I felt like that was the right move. And people were like, what's going on? He's only at 66 pitches. I'm like, this is what they do, you guys. But yeah. uh, how did you feel about that? It definitely was a head scratcher for some people, and that's understandably so because if you haven't watched a lot of race baseball, then you're thinking, why is this happening? 66 pitches, he hasn't allowed any any real trouble. Why are you not going with your ace? The problem is, as race fans know, and in other maybe American League teams, when Charlie Morton has a start, he'll usually, let's say it's a five-inning start, four innings, he'll he'll look comfortable. He'll look like everything's working but there's always one inning. The A's had that one inning in the wild card, as you can remember. I think he pitched 34, 35 pitches in the first inning. Everything looked chaotic for Charlie, but then he settles down the rest of the game. That's basically a Morton. So when you look at back at that ALCS game seven, every inning was smooth sailing. And then that last one, things started getting rocky and Cash just said, you know what? Thank you, boss. We appreciate what you've done so far. 
but we're going to cut it short. And I think ultimately the results were there to satisfy the move. But I can understand how if you haven't watched a lot of race baseball, uh, you know, it can be a head scratcher. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't it? Uh, he had two outs and then he walked Altuve. But the, the pitches that were out of the zone were just not very close or competitive. Right. So I was like, I think he's losing his command a little bit. And I would have been scared personally because all you give up, you know, a home run to the next guy, all of a sudden, uh, tie game. <laughs> so yeah, you don't yeah. necessarily want that to happen either. You got to no. be proactive with those moves. And Nick exactly. Anderson, I know that he's struggled at times, but he, he's been pretty good for the Rays uh, since they got him last year. So yeah, uh, I thought he's, that it was he's a, been bomb. I bet it was a very intriguing um, uh, taking him out when he was so, so good in the last five innings. I mean, really, every race fan, I know Charlie Morton has only been with the race for two seasons, but every race fan will forever be grateful for, for what he's been done, uh, doing w- with the race because it's been rather impressive. So with the off days that we briefly mentioned between uh, games two and three and five and six, do you think that we're going to be seeing the stable going more than we have uh, in previous days? Because uh, I mentioned it on my pod. I'm like, you could have them pitch games of one and two, no problem, because you got uh, a day off in between three, or you know, two and three. But you right. can have them go three and four if you want to go. I don't know how you do five because you got Yarborough as your starter in game five. It looks like, yeah, um, is that right? Four, or you five. could actually do Yarborough game four. Yeah, and, but if you want to do like a bullpen game or something like that, right. basically you could have these guys pitch five or six of these games and just do your best bullpen if you want to. Uh, do you think that we're going to be doing that? Or, yeah. I mean, basically, it's that I think three, you're four, be five. Aggressive. You got to figure it out and see how the series is going. But Exactly. I mean, and really, it, it, this is the, the, the off days is what every race fan has been aching for because the bullpen is such a big weapon, right? So the fact that you had to kind of go bullpen A and bullpen B, and I know that as a race fan, we're kind of spoiled because bullpen B is really, really good still. But I mean, there's a little bit of a cachet when you put – Fairbanks stuff, Castillo stuff, and Anderson stuff. Obviously, there's a little bit of a line with bullpen B, but uh, you've got guys like Ryan Thompson. You got Alvarado that when he's on, he's he's electric. You, you've got uh, Shane McClanahan, a dude that made his debut uh, in the postseason, who throws 99, 100 rocks. Like, I mean, it's 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 really incredible stuff. So I think the off days, if anything, it's going to be an advantage. And I think that they will be aggressive. I think it's five innings, six innings tops for the starter. And then you go and, and, and try to make your matchups as best as you can. It, you, the worst thing that can happen is a blowout in, in the early innings, obviously, because then now you're going to be put a lot of people in a position where they're not going to be successful. And then how does that affect the team morale so hopefully not this is a team that was leading 3-0 <laughs> and uh got to a game seven and they played like they had been winning like it was the fourth game you know of the alcs and, and they were just about to sweep uh so hopefully it doesn't affect morale that much but uh i think they're going to be aggressive i'm pretty sure that the rays just didn't want to have that many off days because they knew that the other series was going to go seven so they were like i don't want to have this rust versus you know <laughs> I, I don't i don't need that conversation We'll really get a couple though. days off. We'll go seven. We'll get a couple days off. We're fine. I mean, honestly, when you look at look back at a, a postseason, it seems like the off days in a normal postseason, when a team is just sitting out there for four or five days, it's not good. The team that yeah might be tired, but is 
in uh, you know playing all the time is a little bit warmed up and 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 they play with a little bit more pizzazz i don't know i don't know if the records um reflect that but i i, I do think if it's a myth it's a very powerful myth that we got going on you know all i remember is in 2012 the a's lost to the the tigers because justin verlander shut them down twice and he was zero fun and then they swept the Yankees, I believe, in the ALCS, and they had all this time off. And then, meanwhile, Travis Ishikawa is hitting home runs for uh, the Giants in Game 7 and sending them to the World Series. And all of a sudden, the guy who has been lights out, Justin Verlander, gives up two home runs to Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, that's and, right. I mean, he hit three in the game. But, I mean, yeah. How is Justin <laughs> Verlander getting rocked by Pablo Sandoval? So yeah. yeah, no. So forever, I will say that the the rest always hurts. Yes. And so again, uh, I don't know. It worked well. The, the Rays only get a little uh, bit bit of a breather here. Two days. I think they the travel day was today. So okay. they're, they're getting all settled up um, in Arlington, looking at um, the new ballpark and all that. So hopefully. Uh, that's enough rest. That's the perfect amount. Two days off, and then you, you can go uh, get your, your World Series on. I like it. Um, okay, so other than Randy Arena, it's Arena, right? Not Arena? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arena. Okay, because I'm like, there's no Enya, so I, I got to yeah. <laughs> make sure. Uh, some people like to pronounce it with. I'm like, that doesn't, I don't think that's I right. know, I know. I don't get it either, man. <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine. I'm like, it's, it's clearly not there. <laughs> Or when people misspell Kike Hernandez. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, guys, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, so other than Randy Rosarena, uh, who are the keys to the Rays offense if they are going to have a good series? Unfortunately, the keys have not been there. And that's the biggest two names, the all-stars of 2019, Brendan Lau and Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows, yes, he did have a clutch home run in game five of the ALDS to tie the game against the Yankees. But other than that, he's been pretty cold, but mm. colder has been Brendan Lau. I think he's four for his last 45. He had a home run though, I think. He had a home run. That's yeah. one of his, uh, that was, that's one of his uh, only hits. And that was a really good thing to, to yeah. see him getting that home run and, uh, and see him smile again. But yeah, four for 45, n- not a great thing to, to, to see your big bopper. I mean, he was the MVP uh, uh, of this team in 2020 with 14 home runs in, in the season. So those are two guys at the top of the lineup that you need to get going. Hopefully the rest, the, the, the fact that it's a new series, new pitchers, they can say, Hey, clean slate, let's go get it. Uh, but yeah, it's been basically the Arozarena show. I mean, you've got Mike Zunino contributing, which is amazing to see and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, jaw dropping to see Zunino be the, this hitter and you, you got many Margot making plays with the glove and with the bat. Um, but it's really been a Rosarena show and we love it. But after every game in the ALCS and the ALDS, I've always said, Oh God, I hope, it, I hope he doesn't stop because if he stops the offense, I think will go to a screeching halt and you do not want to do that in the world series, especially against a tank of a team like the Dodgers. I've seen that the, the Rays offense seems very much built on home runs. Are you a little bit worried about how this new ballpark is playing? Because it looks massive and yeah. you know, balls just keep getting caught at the wall. Yeah. Uh, are you guys able to like manufacture runs and stuff too, or no? I thought we could, <laughs> but I guess in the postseason, the, the baseball gods have said, no, it's home run or not. Um, so that has been worrisome. 
because the Rays were such a good team because of that, because they, they didn't have to depend on the long ball and, and they were able to move runners and steal a lot of bases. I mean, they, they were stealing bases like no one's business since August uh, 22nd. I think they led all of major league baseball. So it's been a different kind of team during the postseason. I hope that that's just a fluky 10 games. You know, you, you can always look at a 10-game at a stretch in, 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 in the regular season and be like, oh, they really went deep here. But maybe in the big picture, it's not that. Hopefully, they start manufacturing runs because I don't think that you're going to be able to beat this Dodgers team if you're just so um, – blatant about how you manufacture runs if 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 the long ball is the thing that's going to give you uh, the scoring i think there's a way that the dodgers pitching can can adjust and, and kind of hope that that doesn't happen so i have last question for you it, it's a usual question for these types of things but i'm going to phrase it differently what level of disrespect are you giving the dodgers obviously you're picking the rays but in how many games will the rays win <laughs> Oh man, this is a good question. Uh, God, you know, I, I set Astros in six. It ended up being seven, but it could have been four. So it, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with six games against the Dodgers uh, just in, in case something, you know, nerve wracking <laughs> ends up happening. But yeah, I, 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 look, a game seven would just eradicate all mental health functions <laughs> of my human beingness. So I really hope it doesn't get to a game seven, but I think it's just going to be really good baseball. And, oh, and, sure. and, and I think 28 fan bases that might not see the Dodgers that might not see the Rays, and they're going to be able to see at least four games, hopefully not. Uh, I mean, depends on the score, but uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be treated to a lot of really interesting rising stars that they might not know and that's just good for baseball i'm very much looking forward to this one um i mean i know that 2020 we could have gotten any world series because of the playoffs and we're getting <laughs> Look at uh, that. two of the teams that i probably would have put there before you know the season would have started anyway so <laughs> so yeah. uh that's fun and i enjoy that you know it, there's legitimacy in that i think yeah yeah, I think so. I think that uh, a lot of people would have been really upset, not only because of the, the cheating scandal, but a team that goes under 500 and, you know, not squeaks by, but, you know, uh, it gets the, 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 the World Series might have felt a little bit, um, the, the baseball fan would have been, <laughs> pun intended, cheated uh, for, 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 to see the Houston Astros. So I'm glad that the Rays were able to, to, you know, stop the bleeding there because it was getting worrisome there. Actually, that I, I brought this up on my show today. Um, with the Astros going 29 and 31 and getting the sixth seed in the playoffs, I felt like the expanded playoffs, one, they made it because of the expanded playoffs. And two, right. the way that they did it was you, know, you got the, the division winner is one through three, and then the second place team is four through six. If they had just gone straight record, they would have faced the Rays in the first round. And you got to think that the Rays still win that series because they won the first two games anyway. Right. The Rays are trying all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and then you, you would think that the, the Astros are going home after two games in the ALDS after an expanded playoff uh, format got them into the playoffs. We're not having the same conversation. So it feels like there were some, some storylines right. that got put there where yeah. now all of a sudden there's like this redemption arc. And I'm like, no, I, that, no, it's happenstance. I don't think that's how this works. Exactly. And I, I think it was um, 
Stacy Godsulias from Lockdown Yankees, who said, you know, you did this to yourself. Why is this ad- adversity, you know, propaganda po- uh, popping up? Because it can't be adversity if you did it to yourself. I mean, it's really it, and you cheated. Nobody, nobody put a gun to your head about cheating. But I'm not going to say anything nice about the Yankees because it's not like we've seen what the letter that was supposed to be sealed up. And you know, so I'm not going to put my hand over the fire for Yankees not cheating. So I'm not going to go too far there. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you for uh, for joining me and giving me some insight into you know what the the Rays fans are thinking and all that stuff. So uh, I very much appreciate that. Of course. Well, thank you for having me on, Jason. I really nope. do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, where can the people find you? Uh, on Twitter, in, they in can... your house and all that stuff. <laughs> well, right now, yes, I'm in the living room. Uh, no, uh, my my Twitter handle is at Sembrano Ulysses, and they can find the show at Locked On Rays. The Twitter handle is the same, at Locked on Race on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. Once again, big thank you to Ulysses Zambrano of Locked on Rays for uh, coming on, telling me a little bit more about his team, getting me ready for the World Series. Go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter at Samprano Ulysses. It is S-A-M-B-R-A-N-O Ulysses, you know, like the book. Um, so yeah, give him a follow on Twitter. They do great work over there at Locked on Rays, and I really like having him on. Uh, he's just good dude. I like talking with good people about good baseball teams, and so uh, that's why I like having him on the show. Um, that's going to be it for me today, though, you guys. So uh, enjoy your Tuesday out there. Get ready for this World Series. It's going to be fun, hopefully. Um, so yeah, stay indoors. Celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks. Get your votes out there. So leave the house to do that, but then get back inside because pandemic. And uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>